Shopify out of Ottawa, the Canadian tech darling, they have really been taking a hit on the stock market as of late, plunging almost 50% since November. So what's going on? What's happened here? Why has their value essentially been cut in half in the past couple of months? Let's ask John Turley-Ewart, risk management specialist who specializes in capital markets on both Bay and Wall Streets. John joins us now here on the radio. John, good afternoon. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Uh, maybe better than Spotify or Shopify, I'm sorry, uh, right now. Talk to us a bit about Shopify. What is going on here? What's happened? Why is the floor seemingly fallen out? Well, there, there's there's really two two causes behind this, and maybe I'll just remind uh, folks that Shopify is an e-commerce platform uh, providing tailor, uh, tailored services really to retailers who want to sell online, payments, marketing, shipping. Uh, the first thing is that Shopify, in some ways, is trying to follow the Amazon model. Uh, it's growing its business. It's spending money to do so. Uh, recent announcements suggest it wants to take over logistics. Uh, that's the warehousing that people will have heard about on Amazon. So it's spending a lot of money uh, and uh, to grow its business. It's in a growth cycle. Uh, and it's trying to leverage off the pandemic, which saw people go to Spotify, both as sellers and as buyers. That's one piece that people are looking at. Uh, what kind of you know, growth can they expect in a context where um, you have interest rates going up? And keep in mind, when we are putting interest rates up, most likely the Fed will do that shortly, and probably the Bank of Canada, it reduces economic growth. And companies like Shopify rely on that economic growth to grow their revenues. As a result, investors are looking at Shopify and saying, do I really want to you know, leave my money in there for a long, long term and see what happens with Shopify? Or, or do I want to put it somewhere else where I know there's a lot of cash coming in, like banks, uh, energy companies, and so forth? Right. So for the factors that you just listed there, there's been a lot of investors kind of dumping out of Shopify as of late then, and that's caused the price to uh, go down again, nearly 50%. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, keep in mind that uh, these stocks are in, in some ways are tech stocks. We have seen volatility in them in, them in the past. Uh, and, you know, the pandemic really changed uh, the dynamic. A lot of retail investors got into the market, uh, and you, they may also be facilitating some of this, this drop. Now, I'd say today uh, Shopify dropped below $1,000 and went down to nine, uh, 990 bucks a share. Uh, right now, it's it's actually up a little bit, uh, so it's recovered. It's up a little bit today, just over $1,100. So, you know, maybe it's hit bottom. I don't know. Uh, hard to say. But I think anyone who does invest in it, it is a long-term project, and you have to be willing to be patient, just like people were with Amazon when they invested in the early days. Okay, but how rare is this, John, to see this? Essentially, in 60 days, the value of a company, in this case at Shopify, uh, essentially halved on the stock market. Well, we've seen, you know, it's, it's not that uncommon. Uh, if you look at a lot of the other uh, big tech uh, players, uh, PayPal, uh, you know, for instance, even, you know, uh, NVIDIA, things like, you know, firms like that, you've seen large drops. Uh, in their stock prices. Again, the common theme is they're growth-orientated. They generally don't pay dividends. Uh, they generally don't, uh, you know, spin off huge amounts of, of cash that they can return to investors. Um, they don't have big buy share buyback programs, for instance. Uh, and so, you know, as a result of this, 
Um, you know, people look to companies when we're going into a high interest rate environment or higher rate environment. They're looking at companies where they can be more sure that money is coming in, where there's more stable, um, uh, you know, cash flow. And again, uh, you know, those are stable companies like, you know, banks, uh, energy companies, uh, in some, some cases, some, some uh, retailers, some industry. Now, of course, Shopify, they've been pretty bullish, if you will, on taking on Amazon. I remember them making big headlines four or five years ago saying that uh, they were going to overtake uh, Amazon, that they consider themselves to be a legitimate competitor. And I'm just wondering, John, how much does this hurt a company like Shopify when their stock, when it drops like this? I mean, is it a pride thing or is there you know, some other ramifications to this? I, I think you know Shopify is is well established. Uh, I think folks who understand uh, the e-commerce business that they're in uh, would appreciate the fact that they're going to have volatility in a transition from basically free money to cheap money, uh, you know, because of interest rates. I don't think they have uh, really too much to worry about in terms of their long-term backers and investors. Their real question that will come up is, can they execute uh, against Amazon and really be a true competitor, let's say, five years from now? All right. And what is, uh, do we know, is there something out there that we can identify that is kind of the, the biggest challenge or the biggest hurdle for Shopify to, to get there to really take on Amazon? Well, if they're going to get into logistics, this is going to be a key piece because that logistics uh, is is the you know it's a high operating cost. You have to be very good at it. Uh, you have to keep your costs low to compete against Amazon. And I think if we watch the logistics and see how they do on that front, if they, for example, can do it better, more efficiently uh, than than uh, Amazon, well, then Amazon's got a problem. Yeah, so do you think that this is maybe just, John, a bit of a blip on the radar when we look back on Shopify's history, you know, five, ten years uh, from now? Are they still positioned? Do they still have the ability to be a really great Canadian tech story? I think they absolutely do. And, and remember, Amazon stocks were once worth only two bucks. Uh, and now they're just under, uh, I believe they're under 3000 now. So, uh, and that's, that's them going down. So uh, I think people will look at the execution. So far, they've done very well, Shopify, that is. Uh, and they are, again, in a grow, growth stage. And the question we'll look at over the next few years is do they execute? And perhaps five, ten years from now, we'll say, wow, you know, Shopify actually managed to, uh, you know, compete against Amazon and, and do some, you know, a great thing for Canada. John, while we've got you here, and i got a couple of minutes, you've mentioned interest rates a couple of times. Let me ask you about those. Uh, do you think that the interest rates, uh, we're going to see a bump up, uh, a spike in interest, interest rates sooner rather than later? There's been a lot of talk about that. And if so, what does that mean for investors? Uh, so uh, what it means is uh, firms that can pass along increased borrowing costs, um, are, are ones that uh, people are going to invest in. Uh, it means for sure that banks uh, will have larger margins, which means they're going to make more money. Uh, and so, so those kind of firms are what investors are looking at. It's why we've seen the run-up in bank stocks, particularly in Canada and the U.S. The question is how much more they can run. I think most analysts would say they have a lot further to run in Canada. So we could see uh, our bank stocks continue to go up. All right. And if interest rates do indeed uh, go up in, say, the, the next few weeks, uh, the next month, uh, what does that mean overall, do you think, uh, this year for investors uh, in Canada? 
well, what it means is that if you're on a variable mortgage, uh, your interest rates, uh, your interest payments on that are going to go higher. You might want to think about a locked-in mortgage uh, to try and keep your payments low. It does mean you're, it will contribute to the cost of living uh, increases uh, without, you know, without doubt. Anything you finance, a car, a house, uh, all those type of um, you know, purchases become a bit more expensive. And that's the purpose. Um, the idea is to, is to try and pull back uh, you know, the economy a little bit, uh, you know, slow down the, the inflation. But that comes at a cost, and the cost is economic growth. And that's what the Bank of Canada and the Fed will be, uh, you know, the balancing act they'll be playing, is trying to balance off growth uh, against uh, you know, in- increased inflation. All right. Just finally, should that affect investor strategies for the uh, year ahead at all? Oh, absolutely. Um, you want to go into, again, uh, investments where uh, you can benefit from those higher rates or at least have some stability, I would argue, uh, in, in your portfolio by going into investments that can handle increased uh, interest rate charges. All right. John, really appreciate the time and the expertise as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. There goes John Turley-Ewart, risk management specialist who specializes in capital markets on both Bay Street and Wall Street. And since we're talking about interest rates and inflation and higher prices, of course, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, what's going on particularly at the grocery store. And we've heard a lot of reports about higher prices and empty store shelves. Coming up, after the news at the uh, top of the hour, I want to hear about your experience at the grocery store this past uh, weekend. What have you noticed? Have you noticed high prices? And if so, how much higher and on uh, what items? And have you seen store shelves more empty than usual? Again, we'll take your calls uh, coming up in hour number two of the Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.